Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I'm delighted to be joined once again by Lawrence Connolly where we'll be looking ahead, I was going to say looking forward, looking ahead to Thursday night Lawrence and also this weekend's game against Aberdeen. Now you join me at the weekend for the Celtic Rangers game, very very disappointing. Celtic um, save cooking, Rangers don't exist. Whoever it was we played beat us and uh, I would say beat us well and this is uh, the big issue going into Thursday night's game. We spoke yesterday uh, to a couple of new faces on a Celtic State of Mind where we tried to break down what was going wrong with Celtic this season, not just on Saturday. Saturday was the result of several weeks of disappointing performances. We tried to look at how many good performances we had had in that, that period. We took on board some of the challenges that Celtic have had and certainly did have on Saturday going into the game. But... Um, what we have to do at a club like Celtic is we need to prepare for the next game very quickly and that's what we're doing on Thursday. 
I'm going to ask you some questions about Lenny because I don't think I had a chance to ask you after the game on Saturday. Such was the disappointment. However, I will be asking you where we go with Neil Lennon and uh, if we do it with Neil Lennon, I'm going to be asking you all these questions. But we'll be looking ahead to Thursday night as well. Massive challenge at Celtic Park. Hugely disappointed that we can't be there, Lawrence. Because, you know, even with the disappointment of Saturday... You want to be there. You want to be able to somehow influence the game. We spoke to Jim Orr last week. He thinks he can influence a game by being there. I believe him. Uh, we can't be there. We're going to have to be watching it remotely. What's your thoughts? How does Neil Lennon get the group back together? Do you think there needs to be a, a meeting with the staff, with the, with the group of players, with the coaching staff, so that we can you know, say, right, we start again? This is the lowest point. We start again. And we go into the game on Thursday. How do you pick that team well, up? Uh, you're not the only one that's disappointed we are not going to be there on uh, Thursday. Biggs Latin as, a, as well. So that was one of his dreams. That's Trying right. Trying to in front of the crowd. So he's a bit disappointed that I'm sure he will be. The crowd. Yep. But you use the phrase, phrase get the group together. Mm. Is that a case? Maybe we should bring the gang back together. Certainly the coaching staff Neil had around them a, first a time round. mentality. Well, his gang the first time round. Mm-hmm. His coaching gang seem to produce a more fluid team. Yeah? Than, than we've seen so far this season. Well, I think it was his... The, the, the point you make there, it was his coaching team. Yep. I, I did see yesterday, when I'm looking at that, and it's difficult because obviously with the distancing and all the rest of it, that, that plays a part, Lawrence. But there's a team, a coaching team I'm talking about, that obviously wasn't assembled by Neil Lennon. And I'm not taking any blame away for Lenny from yesterday I don't think Celtic are playing well enough with the players we've got with the personnel that we've got there's certain players playing nowhere near their capabilities it comes down to obviously the individual but the manager needs to manage that situation so there's so many players in Celtic squad not just on Saturday but this season who are not reaching the heights that they need to be reaching in this season of all season so Eduard would be one of them yep. and Cham would be another I think Brown has come in for a fair bit of criticism and I think on Saturday his performance was below par. Um, there was a suggestion yesterday that McGregor needs to be utilised differently. So there's all these issues. We're going into a game against Rangers. Um, I'm not going to say it was a threadbare squad because you look at that bench and there was plenty of options on the bench, yet we've not used them at the right times. So what do you do after such a monumental defeat? This early in the season, I'm calling it monumental because we don't know if the season's going to end. It will end, but we might not have played all the games. What do you do? Do you have that meeting? Do you try and ensure that we're all pulling in the, the same direction? Let's be honest, Celtic should be having that meeting after every game. I, I, I know I work in the results business. I'm sure other people out there work in the results business. And, it, you know, certainly every week. We will look back and go, right, what have we done well, what have we done badly this week? So I think that that's happening after every game with Celtic. They're doing a the video analysis, that they should be if they're using any kind of modern coaching methods. No, I'm, sure, every- I'm, sure that, aye, I'm sure that will be happening um, as per normal routine. Lawrence, what do you think, you, you said there, what went well, what didn't go well. What do you think went well on Saturday? Well, Welsh done all right. <laughs> you know, I stood up for him. I did stand up for his performance. I did think I was I was shocked that he was in the starting lineup, but that wasn't any disrespect to to Stephen Welsh. I I said that I thought he played really well, and people scoffed at that. I can remember three occasions specifically where he's intercepted dangerous 
yep. balls into the box. So he's been the guy that took control of that on three, three occasions. Three, three interceptions. He comes and wins his headers early. Mm-hmm. You know, he was commanding there, which we thought we didn't have a commanding centre-half there. That's why we brought Duffy in. You know, I think he had one mistake in the second half where he pushed up at him and Frumpong got caught too close to each other, lost the ball and they got a break down the left. But I thought, all in all, Welsh played well. Diego, you can tell he's a player. You could tell it was also his first time playing with the rest of the team. You know, it was a bit disjointed at times, but you can tell he's a footballer. So, I think, any other positives over those two? I think that's about it for positives. I, I don't think there were any any beyond that. I, I've, I've spoken about Welsh I say yeah good performance um, it'll do him the world of good actually I think like so again I think he can do more but in terms of a, a first appearance I thought he did fairly well although he wasn't getting in behind anybody because he wasn't getting the service and when we go into Thursday night I think Laxalt will, will keep his jersey he definitely will I mean he's playing the, his parent club what would you do with Welsh? Because I think it would be pretty damaging perhaps to, to the kid if you were to pull him right back out the the squad. Are we going to have enough defenders to do that or do you change the shape? Do you play with two fullbacks? It's If we change the, the, the shape uh, and I was uh, Taylor, I'd be shocked if I didn't, didn't take the left-back spot. So you play with a left-back? No, if we, if we put, change the shape. Let's say we do. Let's say we so do lunch because I, I can see that the, the worst case scenario on Thursday night is that we go in and we try to go toe to toe and play this expansive football that, by the way, we've not seen that often. I've heard it spoken about, and we get tore apart. Now we've seen it far too often in European games over the last four or five years where we've been torn apart well, by quality sides. I would say Lenny is nothing if not pragmatic. You know, as much as people say look, he's not very tactically aware, I think we've seen. Is it, if we look at his most famous result against Barcelona the way he set that team out you know there was a a, a few uh, surprise inclusions especially up front but you know we get battered that game but we came away with a win you know he, he's more willing to compromise his philosophy to get a result what, so, what is his philosophy? he's more about getting a ball I think forward quickly getting shots off quickly Brendan was more ponderous wasn't he? retaining the ball recycle possession Less risk. I think Lenny pushes more for risk, which is why I think it starts Christie more. Christie's a player willing to take take I, the risk. He is take and, the risk. He packs, was, take he the shot. Missed. He was missed, Lawrence. But see what you've said there. This is the thing, right? Because I think if you were to ask Celtic supporters at the beginning of the season, what is his philosophy? What is his style of play? And it was all about getting away from that ponderous language style that we've seen under Rodgers, which had become, you know. Um, a feature of Celtic's play. However, I think that is now Lennon's style of play. When you look at the last, you know, the, the back three on Saturday, having more of the ball than anybody else on the park, and a lot of it was just sideway passes, back and yep. forth, back and forth. Yeah, so, the young guys getting loads of the ball, but uh, we're not penetrating them. Uh, there was no tempo whatsoever. If you look to play three at the back, you're looking, so one of your centre halves then becomes a spare man, and you're looking for him to push forward. If there's no passes on, Duffy's not that type of player. I don't think he's ever going to push forward. And Ayer would be your boy, wouldn't he? So, so Ayer would, would do it. But ideally, in a, if you're playing a back three, you want three. You can do it. I don't know if Welsh can do it. But I've only seen ninety minutes. Or what? I know he turned out for us before, but I've seen less than 180 minutes of Welsh. So I don't know if he's a boy that could do it. 
and certainly we, we wouldn't have been looking for him to do in his first game or, or arguably against AC Milan if he plays I think Julian can do it you know he I think he's a decent passer of the ball and he can push forward don't think Duffy's going to do it in a back three he's not ever going to be the spare man is he that can push forward you know if I'm the opposition and Duffy's got the ball I'm quite happy because I, I don't think his long passing is accurate enough and I don't think he's going to push out with it often so, so you you can kind of relax and leave Duffy you don't need to pressure him as much mm-hmm. whereas if Ayer's on it you know there's a bit of danger you know that he can push forward I think Julian can as well not not as to as good effect as Ayer can but at least both of them can be the spare man when you're playing a back three I think with Duffy it's maybe not as suited to, to his game so often the, the opposition will, will leave the ball with Duffy who's he going to find with a pass one of the other centre halves then will press pressure them or will cover them before he goes to play the pass I, I, I think against AC I think Lenny will stick, stick with five at the back but I think he might actually give Taylor a shout because I think he's going to know we're going to be under the cosh more So who's on the right for you then? Oof. Do you still play Frimpong as a wing back? We know about his defensive uh, deficiencies So if Julian's fit how far away do you think Julian is? Well I was surprised again not knowing specifically what the situation is because he was on the bench for two games running and then he's, he's out of the squad so obviously the back injury has flared up or it's not improved sufficiently for him to be so, in the, in the so what's her options first then, if 20 it's not, if it's not Julian Beaton or El Hamid well I don't think any of them are going to feature on Thursday night because if they were fit I'd, I would put personnel wise we've got Christy coming back so I'd put Three centre-halves being Welsh, Beaton and Duffy. Throw Ayer over to the right-back. Taylor left-back. I think that gives you a really solid, or sorry, left-wing-back, whatever way you want to put it. I think so. we're going to need to be a lot more solid defensively. Well, I think that's why we're going to change the shape. I really so, do. So that we can, you know, the, the way that uh, we, we were cut open, you know, people were talking about uh, the fact that we, we had one up front and people say, well, we should play two and, you know, that's not the answer to the problems. No, it's not. There's there's numerous issues in there. But in only playing with the one striker up there, Golson had all the time in the world. He was strolling about that park like he owned it. He was a man in the match who scores two goals. So I think on the one hand, we need to obviously look at the defensive situation there, Lawrence, because the worst case scenario on Thursday night, on the back of what happened on, on Saturday as we go out there and we try and go toe-to-toe and play this fast, high-tempo, expansive football because actually we've not done that I think that, that often this season. Lenny's got to put, he'll be more pragmatic in this and he'll be saying, sometimes it will be just launch the ball. I, th- I think Lenny will be like, you know, you get shots off early, launch the ball, get the ball forward early. It won't be commit men forward. <laughs> he'll know that you know, Zlatan would be a bit of freedom, big part. I mean, Celtic Park's a big playing surface. We can't afford to leave room at the back because we, we know we'll be cut open. If you look at, I'll touch on again, his most famous result against Barcelona, you know, he, he shot that part down as much as he could, you know, and it was balls for or forwards to chase. You know, what got one of his goals by chasing it? Arguably, Mascarano could have been sent off. Another long ball out, you know, and what was away. So I think we're going to see that it's going to be a bit of launching balls. And I think it will be two forwards. Who the two are? I think. We, we know Griff and a Yeti aren't fit, yeah? How close they are, I don't know. But 
I would have started on Saturday and Kevin Tate and yourself saw my team beforehand. I would have started with the unfit players first and get what you can out of them rather than wait until later bring them on because what happens if their injury flares up? Where do you go then? We know they're not fit. You know, get what you can out of them. So I would start with a Yeti and Griff and then you're, you know, Clamal is qu- quick, is he as quick as Tony Watt? Who knows? But you're looking back, you're going back eight years to a time where I look at that squad that that Lenny assembled back then and I compare it to the squad that he has that he has at his disposal now. And I keep saying this, the squad of players that, that Neil Lennon has at his disposal is quality. It's a quality squad of players. Yeah. My concern is that he's not getting a tune out of them. This is the issue. Now the the lineup on Thursday night, I know that we were disappointed against Fernand Varos. What happened against Motherwell the, the following week is he played the same lineup. So the criticism was you're not playing with a striker, Lenny, but he picked the exact same team. He only I, changed I, it at half time and it was only then that we started to click into gear. I think that if Lenny's got a fault, or we've all got faults, haven't we? So let's assume Lenny has a fault, mm. at least one. I would say it is his loyalty. He's too loyal to, to players. He gives them and it's maybe why he makes his subs later in the game. He like you know, I think at half time he's saying look they're not play, playing well and rather than hooking them he tries to give them the opp- opportunity to redeem themselves and I think that's why he makes the subs I think he is he's too loyal to players uh, which works for him sometimes I mean a lot of other managers would have had Griffith out the door it's worked for Lenny keeping him you know being showing that loyalty showing that understanding some managers don't show it I think It's the Marketer's Report this week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Lenny shows it, and at times I think it shows it too much. He is too loyal to certain players we'll have a look at a lot of the comments that are coming through because the broadcast obviously since Saturday um, actually on Friday night have, have been very popular because Celtic fans are unhappy at the moment and you can understand why the performances this season have not been good enough uh, on a consistent basis and I know that we haven't dropped many points but we've dropped enough to be sitting four points behind um, Rangers in second place at the moment so if we look at Julien Julien's out for Thursday night so Julien's not going to be in the, the starting lineup and not on the bench. So, I mean, that seems to be a reoccurring back injury that it seemed as though he had gained some kind of form of fitness because he was on the bench a couple of times, Lawrence. And we yeah. did speak about that against Sarajevo. You know, if we get a, an injury in the first five minutes, we're going to have to call on Julian. So he needs to be fit. 
we got the injury and, you know, we actually brought on El Hamid. So he's not going to feature on Thursday night. So the big question for me, as well as the forwards, is how do we how do we actually set up at the back? Because if he starts with the three centre-halves, it's going to be the same three that started on Saturday. Would you be happy with that going into the game against AC Milan? I think it gives you a problem at right wing back then. Because I suppose Saturday was maybe Frimpong's best defensive performance. The only problem is uh, he gave us nothing going forward, which is why he's generally in the team. He's generally exciting to go to watch in general beat a man but statistically when you look at his stats they're not as impressive in Taylor in terms of assists so the three same th- three centre backs Welsh didn't put a f- foot wrong uh, first goal Ayer passes Goldson on to Duffy Duffy acknowledges it then loses him then steps back early and plays him on side uh, but I think Duffy's come out on Instagram and, or social media or whatever and he said that, you know, I think he feels he's got a point to prove. I, I think he does as well. Yeah, and I think everybody does after that mistake. We were screaming for Shane Duffy to sign. He was the answer to all our defensive woes. He's come in, he scored a couple of early goals. I know that, you know, that he's played a lot of football in a short space of time compared to hardly any football for several months. And that included the international break where he's played three games in a week. And um, But when challenged there on Saturday... I thought you. I actually thought you had a poor game. That uh, you know, goals change games. Certainly was it was at fault for the first goal, and he, he's admitted that himself. You'd be looking for for more. It's to drop back and break the line. He's the guy that should be shouting and telling people to hold the line. And you, you know, he's the most experienced defender we've got. It's he's a professional footballer and a national captain. Not to know how to hold your line. You know, in any game, never mind that game, it's a criminal mistake. But all I would expect from Duffy, you've already said he's not the ball playing uh, centre half, uh, you know, of the likes of Ayer, and even Julian to a point, because Julian's distribution uh, for the largest part is excellent. You know, some of the balls he played just day one of the season against Hamilton when he sets up the opener. But um, all I would be expecting from Duffy is to organise that side. He's your captain at the back. Organise your defence. Make sure that uh, everything that comes in is one in the air, probably by himself. And then you play it either to your ayer or, or to your right to Frimpong or to your left to Laxalt. You play it to the ball players because so far too often has Duffy put his foot in the ball, looked up and just pinged the ball right out of the park. You know, he's getting a lot of the yeah. ball, but, you know, the distribution's not there. He's not a ball player. He's there for other reasons. If I'm the opposition manager, I'm going to give Duffy the ball. Let him have it. Um, yeah. Who's it going to pick out? You, you know, we know he doesn't have that on his locker consistently. You know, he pick out more players than I ever would, or you ever would, because I've seen you play. But he's not going to pick out more than I or Julian. You know, if Duffy can marshal that defence, that's what you want, isn't it? And see if we switch to a four. How's this for a four? Play Taylor, mm-hmm. Duffy, Welsh, Ayer. Ayer at right back. Yep. Well, I think he's a lot more solid than Frimpong's going to be. We're going to need to be solid. Then you can have Frimpong in front of him. You can have Diego in front of Taylor. Mm-hmm. We know who, who, who the centre-mids are. You know, it's Brown and McGregor. Then who's your two up front? Who's fit? What's your options? Christie and Griff? Well, Christie will be fit. Christie and Griff definitely be fit. Christie's the first name on my team sheet. Well, Christie and Griff then. So, if you're going four so forward, you play, that's what I'll go with. you play me one forward. 
well, you're playing with Christie. Well, Christie can play. Yeah, can play as a forward. We've seen mm. it before. It's worked before, hasn't it? There's times it's not worked, but playing alongside Griff or just behind Griff, yep, I would go with that four four two. Uh, you know the the problem I've got with playing Griff is, uh, sorry Christie up front is Christie. Yes, he can do it, but he's far more effective as that creative player behind the striker. He's the one that makes things happen for Celtic. Well, I think we know we're going to be pinned back a fair bit against AC Milan, so you'd expect that it be a, a plan to change at some point. I think it's going to be a quick ball up to him, try and, try and hit Christie and get him to feed Griffiths. I th- you know, I don't think we're going to be playing it along the back four, play it into the midfield and build like that. I don't think we're going to be given the time to do that against AC Milan. And I, I think we, we learn his pragmatism. It will be, look, try, just try and get the ball up to Christie, tell Griff to play in the shoulder of the guy and see what they can create between them. Solid at the back, You've got Frimpong on the right, Diego on the left. If Christie gets the ball early, those two boys are quick. He can be laying it down the wing. You know, either wing, he won a aim. Griff, he's, Griff, he's quick in the middle, he's good in the air. You know, it's mate. I'm going to ask you some questions about Lenny and the, the wider issues that have been at the forefront of a lot of Celtic supporters' minds since Saturday and, and before then because the performances, as I say, have not been there. There seems to be a, a disconnect between the players and Neil Lennon at this moment in time. Do you think that Lenny is capable of turning this around? And by turning it around, what I mean is not scraping past St Mirren 2-1 away or uh, Dundee United 1-0 away and scraping results together because you've got the players who are capable. What I mean is that disconnect, Lawrence, is a concern. You don't know why it's there. You don't know why it, you know certain players were said to be pushing um, and agitating for moves. That was Lenny's words after the Ferenc Farros game. Um, you don't know why there's people leaking teams from within the club. So there is a disconnect there. That's the biggest concern for me. You go through a season very, very um, rarely would you go through a season and have a bad result or a bad you know spell of results and drop a few points. That that's really that's to be um, expected. The concern for me. Is it if it's a deeper issue that Celtic have at the moment? So can Lenny can turn it around? around? Yeah, I think it should be can Lenny turn that around again because we know he's turned that around in the past from similar points. You're not going to win every game three 0 You've touched on it. You know you will have you will have bad performances. Uh, so I do believe that Lenny can turn that around. There's definitely deeper issues. I mean, first time round he got to pick pick his own coaching staff. This time round he doesn't get to pick his own coaching staff. Don't know who's picking his coaching staff for him, but certainly there's there's coaches out there that were with Lenny in his first spell at the club that aren't allowed back at the club. I don't know what makes a good coaching team other than trophies in a cabinet, eh? That is that that's basically how we judge it, isn't it? Or maybe it's Celtic, it's trophies in a cabinet and player sales. <laughs> I think that's that, that how Celtic ju- that judge it. Yeah. Part of the, yeah, that would be part of the bigger plan, certainly. But so first time round, he certainly delivered that way. The coaching staff that he picked, yeah, I, that was his. That was his coaching team. Certainly, yeah. they seem to be more together as a club and a, a team. We, we, we didn't seem to have kind of these kind of issues we're getting just now. That, that disconnect wasn't didn't seem appear to be there. Is that part of it? The players know that he can't pitch. The manager's not trusted to pick his own coaching staff. What does that say to a player if the manager's not trusted to pick his own coaching staff? Well, it comes down to the relationship, I guess, between the squad and the manager. Yes, 
But it happens in football, especially in modern football, Lawrence, whereby certainly under the circumstances where Lenny got that job and, and you know, the, the coaching staff were decimated at that time due to yeah. Brennan Rogers leaving and taking most of them with him. Some of them stayed in brilliant loyalty from the likes of Stevie Woods and John Kennedy. But, you know, at that time it was about consolidation, so everybody just pulls together, no problem. The, the one change that obviously you would have expected Lennon to have a say in, because he's taking a job based on everything you've said. He's yep. accepted the parameters of, you know, who can I pick? And that, that would also go into the transfer side of things, because we know there were players that came to Celtic under Rodgers' tenure that he knew nothing about. Shred being one example. Yep. Yeah, that was mentioned yesterday. It's a good point. So anyway, when Damien Duff leaves to go to the Republic Island, it's at that point that you would expect Neil Lennon to have a say in who comes in because he's playing, he, you know, he's he's working with them on a day-to-day basis. They're working on players. They're working on shape. They're working on tactics together. Uh, so, yeah, you would expect at that stage. Whether or not that was the case with Gavin Strachan, I can't be sure because I've, I don't have that that information. I would expect, I would be hugely surprised at a size of a club of Celtic that the manager doesn't have a say in it. If he doesn't have a say in it, then there might be a disconnect. Or... It might work absolutely brilliantly, depending on the personnel you, that you're working with. The clubs that normally do it have a director of football. Yeah, we don't have a director of football. Are you sure? So, well, I don't know anyone with the title of Celtic director of football. There's a lot of speculation there may be someone acting as a director of football, which is different from having a director of football. I think we all know Lenny would love Tomo back, and that's just not happening. Uh, whether or not he had a... I mean, I'm not saying he's got no input, but surely it should be his choice who his coaching staff is. I can see, you know, there's the argument Celtic going, well, we don't want another ma- manager walking out and taking all the staff again and be back at square one. Perhaps maybe that, that's what Celtic are keen to avoid. I, I don't know, but it seems that Lenny would certainly want Tom on and can't get him in. But then Tomo wasn't at Bolton or Hibs. Yep. You know, when we all know the, the issue between Thompson coming back is some kind of issue between Thompson and Peter Lowell. I mean, that, yeah. that's come from Thompson himself on his social media channels. So if it's a, an issue with Peter Lowell, you know, Lennon certainly didn't have him down at Bolton or at Hibs. No, no he, he didn't, but he very doubt did get to pick his own staff, didn't he? Yes. Um, How many again, staff did Lenny bring in with him as coach? How many has he brought in here? You're talking about nice like Celtic, yeah. None of them. Well, I don't know about Gavin Strachan, but... Kennedy was already there. Stevie Woods is a goalie coach. Uh, he was already there. So, as far as I'm aware, it would only be Gavin Strachan if that. First then, time round, they brought in Parker. It was his team. Tomo, Mayalby. It was his team, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. How many people did Rogers bring in? I think there was a bus. <laughs> Martin was a separate coach. Many did Martin bring in? That was his own coaching staff, absolutely. Gordon Strachan? He had his own team. It was uh, Pendry. And so, who was the last manager not to bring their own team? Probably Billy McNeil second time round. Do you think it'd be we'd be going that far back? Be- aye, because Tommy Craig was already there, and him and Billy knew each other, though, didn't they? Oh yeah, but you know there's good trust there. It, what you're saying there is right. It is the norm that the manager would bring in his own, but the situation wasn't the norm, was it? Yeah. When Lenny comes in, but anyway, the, with with that in mind, that I don't think is is ever going to be an option now because when we're looking at the situation, we're looking at Neil Lennon. So well, you're not looking at, you know, John Kennedy, you're not looking well, at Gavin Strat, you're looking at Lenny, he's the manager. You've got to look at players on the park as well, and it? You, you've touched on it, that there will be a meeting, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't Lenny and his senior pros. Uh, 
having a chat first. Those senior pros in that team should have influence on other players. So he's got to be getting Duffy, Scott Brown, Cal McGregor into the room. And, and, you know, he's got to have guys that has guys on the team, hasn't he? Younger guys that maybe aren't performing. I don't know what's been going on with Eddie this season or players that are wanting away. That There needs to be a... I think Lenny showed his frustration and I'm not too sure he should have done it in camera. You know, if they want away, they should just go. Which, you know, if players are only giving you 80% because they don't want to be here, maybe he's got a point. There's other players that are rumoured to want away like Ayer, who I, I think gives everything on the park. You know, I, I don't fault Ayer's effort. But Lenny, it's obviously irking Lenny that he feels that some players want away and aren't giving everything. Well, let's let's focus on that for a minute because we can we can base this on what's happened rather than speculation. So Neil Lennon came out after the Fens Farrell's game. He speaks about players who don't want to beat the club. And he speaks about players who have been trying to push moves through for several months. Now, after the Kilmarnock game, right, Julian makes errors that lead to the goal. But Ayer gets dropped. So was he talking about Ayer? Was he talking about the mooted move to AC Milan? The previous agent, not the current agent, who had maybe been agitating for a move? Because if so, you know, you drop that player. He's been, let's be honest, he's been one of our best centre halves this season. Yeah. So you're going to you're that old phrase of throwing players under a bus. You're throwing Ayer under a bus there. You've got Eduard, who, by all, um, you know, by going by the reports, there was interest in Eduard during the transfer window just passed, where he could have gone back to France. So Lennon's come out and spoken about that as well, saying that that is perhaps why Edward's performances haven't been up to scratch because of the transfer window. He's got one eye on the transfer window. Listen, Does Edward want to leave? I, I think when it, Lenny's saying that about Eddie, he's taking a bit of pressure off Eddie as well. Maybe his head, head's been turned up. Maybe Eddie's generally did a different form. He, you know, he set, set some heights of consistency for a player so young. But why do all these players want to leave would be my concern. Because they're, they're still in their early 20s. If you're looking at Ayer and Edward, just for two, we've heard also Ryan Christie in that bracket. Right. Why do they want to leave but, this Iron it, Eddie, did we ever think they were going to see out of their, their careers with Celtic? No, no, no. So, 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 but why do they so, want to leave now? So we knew at some point that they were going to want to leave. It's always been part of their plans to leave. How much they're agitating to leave, I don't know. I've never seen either in the paper going, in my Celtic hell as much as the Scottish main, mainstream media would love that headline. I'm sure if they, they wanted that... a different way now, though, don't they? I mean, no. remember Dembele using Twitter to its full no, no. effect. You, you can agitate in a different way. I mean, Dembele uh, certainly started that, but apparently after a former manager, the, or, or the current Celtic manager, had mooted a move to China with him. If I go to China, will you come with me? Mm-hmm. Uh, if your manager's doing that, well, what do you expect your players to be doing? Going, well, well, we, my, my manager's he, he's talking about going to China, and, and I've got to be appear to be one hundred percent loyal. I, you, so I'm, I think that's a different situation. I mentioned him. this yesterday, Lawrence. You know this ten in a row bid that we are in the throes of at the moment. Um, it may well be in jeopardy if this continues. Any, I mean, this week here, let's talk about you know AC Milan Aberdeen. If we don't get a victory against Aberdeen, well, it's the, it's the two games against Aberdeen, isn't it? Forget AC. No, you can't c- forget c- AC. No. It's well, the but, European the, game. The, the, the two main g- games are against Aberdeen. One's to keep us on, on track for a fourth treble in a row. Just remember where Celtic are. Because I, I know you supported them, kind of. Trebles were a rare thing. So Three wins know. in a row was a good thing back then. Yeah. But so, let's, let's so not go into the... 
So the three, three, over the nineties. If, if we win the next three, you know, we'll all be over them in AC Milan and Aberdeen. But yeah, we've got to beat Aberdeen in the league, haven't we? And we've got to beat them in the Scottish Cup semi. Well, at the moment, uh, because of the circumstances and where we find ourselves in the league, we've got to win every single game. Um, but going back to the point, you sell the move to a player like Edward on the on the point that you come here, we're a platform, you move on. But what we seem to be finding more and more often is that they become impatient what to leave earlier. Yeah. So why do players like Edward at the moment, potentially, because obviously Lenny has mentioned it, Ayer, because Lennon has mentioned it, and Christie, because he's spoken out about it himself, he's been offered a deal, he's, he's, he's taken some time to think about it. Why would they, at this moment in time, want to leave Celtic? So, because that is going to create problems. So there's no Champions League football, which I think they all want to play in. Christie, I think, he wants to go to the EPL, he wants to test his cell. You know, Stuart Armstrong, big mate of him, he's seen him go down there do well. I think Christie would probably be on five times his wages if he went down, down south, so I'm not going to take that out of consideration for anyone, you know, Johnny. No, nobody's leaving before. Ten weeks' time. You know, so th- this, this period of what would seem disharmony um, or disconnect... You know, that, that's something we need to sort out and that's well, when we the, highlighted the, the, the players you, you themselves. get them together in a meeting and you say, well, we've got 10 weeks to get this Well, the players themselves right. will know that they can't leave in, until the transfer window opens. But why, but why go in half and not perform? Well, I wouldn't have said Ayer or Christie went in the half and not performed. I would say Has Ayers. He looks like a guy that's not 100% tuned in, Lawrence. So and we'll this be is missing, a player that missing I think him, yeah. is an exceptional talent. We'll be missing him. I don't think he's went in half. I think he's, his form's dropped. Uh, is it because he's in the half? I'm not so sure. You know, in the half, um, he's going to have ups and downs in his forms. And I'm not focusing Listen, on Eddie. I'm focusing on the manager here. But you're going to have up and downs on your form, yeah. Of course, every player does. So if Eddie has a downturn, are we always going to say it's because he wants to leave? He's had his head turned. Could it just be a genuine downturn in form for him? No, because Lennon has confirmed that it was due to the speculation and the interest from other clubs. So, so it's like Eddie said he's had his head turned about. Takes a wee bit of pressure off Eddie says, but now he's here. You know, he's he's kind of putting in the past when Lennon's saying that, isn't it? Had his head turned, transfer window shut. We'll kick on from here. Well, let's hope he can, Lawrence, because he's a player that when he's firing on all cylinders, um, he can be the game changer that we've seen him being so so often. As can Ryan Christie. When you're looking at Duffy being pretty shaky uh, on Saturday, the only other established centre half we have at the moment is Ayer. Yep. So you want him to be firing on all cylinders. But the bigger, the more wider issue that I'm trying to get at here isn't individual players. It's the fact that this is all happening under the, the tutelage of Lenny. Of Lenny. It's under Lenny's yeah. watch. He Len- needs to sort it out. Yeah, Lenny's got a lot on his plate to sort out. But that's, you said, that comes with the territory. Can he do it again? You know, can he turn around again? Do you think he's he can? Tra- well, he's got a track record. He's turned around before, so I'm assuming that he'll be able to do it again. You know, he's shown in the past as Celtic manager, he's been able to turn around underperforming teams. Yeah, underperforming sides. Well, were we underperforming this time in December last year? Well, well in the past, when did they start? First came in as Celtic manager, ten over for Mowbray. He did. Did he get a tune out of the team? Well, he, he he did, but I mean, he didn't. Win anything, obviously, in the first season. You go into the second season, he failed to win the league that season as well. So, yes, he did. And I know what he's done in the past, but in the here and now, Lawrence, I do have more concerns than that. I've got concerns that you're looking at a team that 
should be going for ten in a row, but we're we're slow well, paced. Well, we have are. no well, invention, no creativity on Saturday. We, we no know muscle. Lenny, we know Lenny wanted wingers and we didn't get them for whatever reason. But we, we know that was, Lenny was after wingers. We didn't bring any in. Yeah, but we've got to deal with the personnel. So he has we've, we've got to deal with what he's got. He's got good enough you know. players to put a team together that performs so, better than. So we're four points behind, yeah, mm-hmm. with a game in hand. So if we win a game in hand, it's down to a point. So I'd say we're still in contention for 10 in a row. I'm not writing 10 in a row off, but another bad result against Aberdeen on Sunday, and there's there's serious, serious yeah. issues. You know, Lenny's under a lot of pressure. Can he turn that around again? I'd say that Lenny can turn that around again. I think he's got the capability. Could, well... This is where my doubt sets in because I'm looking and many, many times this happened under the previous regime where we go a goal down and I'm not concerned because I know Celtic are turning it round. I had that confidence not only in the, the people on the pitch but I had that confidence in the manager and the coach. So, And one of the examples I used yesterday was the Ibrox when Simunovic gets sent off. You know, you, you think to yourself in many, many occasions, oh no, you know, they're going to have the upper hand here. You look at the reaction of Rogers on that sideline. He was thinking two and three stages ahead of anybody else. He was putting his plans in place to ensure that we won that game. That ability to adapt, not after the game, not, you know, here's the post-mortem, Lawrence, we need to sort this out during the game to ensure we don't get beat. When we go a goal down in the first 10 minutes and we lose a goal in the first 10 minutes of the second half, same Basic errors, you know, we're not playing a, a great side, but we're playing a side that could potentially win the league. But we're playing against a better Safeco side than Rogers played against, yeah? We, well, they, they've improved as a side. They have improved, but they improved under Gerard whilst Rogers was there. Because when he took the eye off the ball, you also seen a situation at Ibrox when we got beat one nothing the yeah. last time beating was the manager, uh, the referee rather, where we had already at that point we had taken our foot off their neck. This is the issue. And you're, you're seeing Rangers coming to Celtic Park and dominating us. They dominated us on Saturday. The change had to be made, and it wasn't. It wasn't made. I mean, the, the substitutions were all made whilst we were 2 nothing down. Yeah, I, I think Lenny hangs on too long. He makes his subs. We've got, you know, twice before we went behind in games this season yet and come back and won them in the league. Yeah, but you're looking at the game against St Mirren. Yep. 2-1 at uh, Paisley. You know, it was far from convincing. The guy that turned it around for us is injured um, for a a medium term. And he's an influential player. He would have been playing on Saturday and James Forrest, he'd have been playing on Saturday. Oh, he's one of your first names in the team, if he's fit, isn't he? He is for me. I know that a lot of fans give him flack, but he certainly is for me. And he is a senior pro at Celtic Park. So it's players like Forrest, even though he's maybe not playing, um, who has an influence. And, and you know, well, Who's your top five goal threats at Celtic Park? Eddie? Eddie, Forrest, Ayete, Christie, Forrest. So Forrest was injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christie was out because of Corona. Although Tierney could play down south. We knew Eddie was out because of injury. And we knew... Ayeti and Griff were coming back for injury. So you had issues with all five. Th- three of them weren't available and two of them coming back for injury starting on the bench. So 
But why, why, five, start, why start them on the bench though? <coughs> if they, but, your main well, goal threat. It's, a, it's, a, it's the football argument, isn't it? Do you start somebody coming back for injury on the bench and try and get 15 minutes to end out of them? Or do you put them on at the beginning knowing they won't last a full game? For me, I'd be in favour of putting them on at the beginning and, and getting everything you can out of them. Because who's to say that if you bring them on as a sub, they don't break down again? You know, we don't know how, how far away from fitness they are, but we know they weren't fit enough to start. But for me, I would say, look, especially somebody like Griff, I'd be like, look, Griff, give us what you can that first half. And if you can still go, you know, you'll start second half. If you can't, then you've got Paddy to bring on. But I would always uh, rather start with the two on than bring them off the bench. Because Klamala and Moel, and Lucy, you know, he's went for a lot of money in his career. What have we seen at Celtic of him? Ten minutes against Ross County this season. When he first came in, we played him left wing. He had a few good games. Is he looking like he played a well until he played well until he was injured, and then he was rushed back <coughs> in the League Cup final again. Yeah. Bad management. Is he looking like a ten million pound player at this moment in time? No. When did he last look like a ten million pound? Last player? season. Last season, I was delighted when we brought him back in for another season. Yeah. I've got to say, I think he's got some real quality. Why is he not? Why are all these players? off form it normally happens to one or two players at a time there's a number of players at the moment loans who are all off form and that for me points at a deeper issue because if they're not performing five and six fold and they're your top players your Edwards El Yanusi, who's as you say yeah he's moved for 16 million pound in the past he's shown us the quality that he has last season primarily but in flashes this season but you've got to remember the reason we got him because he wasn't in form at Southampton was he? No, he had a bad spell at Southampton. So, 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 so it's not just that Celtic, he's having a bad spell. He moved for big money, then he's had a bad spell. When was the last time he had a consistently good season? Well, it would have been at Bal, which yeah. earned him a £16 million move. <clears throat> but that's the only reason we've got players like him and a Yeti. If a Yeti was scoring goals for West Ham, so, we wouldn't get near yeah, him. So, what, so, where are, so it's, but not, it's a manager's it's, job it's, as well, yeah. though, to get a tune well, in these guys. They're not coming to Celtic at the end, becoming underperforming. There's certain players we're getting because they're underperforming. And then it's the manager's job to get a tune. Mm-hmm. So, for it, Ayeti wasn't performing at West Ham. Certainly performed at Celtic. So, are we going to give Lenny credit for that? Because he was certainly underperforming at West Ham for the little time he played. I've given Lenny loads of credit. No, but I'm saying, so we'll give Lenny credit for that. For Ayeti? Yeah. yeah. Especially if it was his player that he, that he identified as coming and brings in. So, we know the manager can get can do it why are so many people underperforming but we are a club that's brought underperforming players to us hoping that we can turn them around you know Duffy wasn't brought here because he was performing well for Brighton he wasn't playing <laughs> again you know if you're going <coughs> to buy a player from the English League he's either going to be a young project i.e. Frimpong or he's going to be a player who's not going to game you know, we're, we're, not going to, we're not going to buy a player who's in the, the top 11 100% I've asked you is Lenny capable of turning it around do you believe he is yep I, he's done it in the past mm-hmm. if nothing else Lenny's shown in, shown he's, he's done it in the past I'm going to ask you now and this is again very much cliched in, in football terms but it's getting round to what I've been talking about when there's a number of players let's say five or six who aren't performing for the manager and therefore for the team has he lost a group of players? Has he lost the dressing room? There's a cliche. Well, we, and, we know that's um, happened before question. at Celtic Park under mm-hmm. Ronnie. And Tony Mowbray. And under Tony, yep. Mm-hmm. But under Ronnie in particular, the senior pros just... 
down tools. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was there's only one left in it at the club that done that. Yeah. The rest were moved on. And so it does happen. Everybody it knows it does happens happen. in football. But as well as going, well, that's some of the managers' fault. Some of the players would need to look at themselves if they're down in teams on a manager, down in tools on a manager. Some of them have done it before. Actually, the one that's done before, I don't think he's, he's down in tools in this no, manager. No, neither do I, but it happens in modern football. Yeah, yeah, it's not just a cliche, he's lost the dressing room. What does that mean? Well, what it means is there's a group of players who don't play for you. Yeah, they know they're, they're not going to get sacked. Yeah. You know, they know they're not going to oh, get they're sacked. They're safe. They're safe. Safe as houses. They, they know they're still getting their wages. Now, what I don't want is I don't want this, you know, we've heard it time and time again, normally leading up to a big game, where, oh, there's, a, there's an issue in the camp. We've heard it from the mainstream media. We're not saying that. What we're saying is, there's a group of players not performing. Yeah, and Lenny needs to get the ball in it and start, you know, looking to get performances out of it. Could it be that, I don't think we're helped to be brought players in late. You know, when did we make our signings? At the beginning of the transfer window? Towards the end? Well, that, that, that doesn't help us. That we, You need some game time together. Strachan is the new coach whether he's Lennon's man or not he needs some time working with the players when you've got three games a week I don't know how much he can get done on the training pitch with him to work systems and Goldson's interview goes oh we've been working these systems for three years I don't think Celtic I've got players that can say you know we've been working in these patterns of player systems for three years I don't think Celtic know what the pattern of play or the system is this is a problem um, the other issue is as well and I've taken a lot of the questions and we'll be returning to them in a second Lawrence over the last few days uh, and on social media, you get a good understanding of what the feeling is over a cross-section of Celtic supporters. And a lot of them have no confidence in the manager at the moment. Do you think he's lost the fan base? Do you think he's lost a section of the support? I, I think that he's definitely lost a section of the support. Mm-hmm. Whether rightly or wrongly, uh, there seems to be a section of support. Uh, if Celtic lose a game, it's time to change the manager. I can, you know, I think we're going through an unprecedented period of success. His win rate since he came back second time round is, I think it's the best any Celtic manager, isn't it? It was sitting at 80% before Well, above 80%, game. wasn't it? Was it 83? 80 point something, aye. So, you know, it's an unprecedented level of success we're having. It's a club, it's four trebles we're going for, yeah. Five, potentially. Potentially five, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think there's a section of the support that, you know, feel entitled that they're going to win every game 3 or 4 now, and if we don't, the manager's terrible. It's like Mike Tyson's uh, comment on social media the other day. You know, uh, uh, people are more willing to kind of be critical, aren't they? Because there, there's no danger to them. You know, they're more willing to disrespect people. I think Neil Lennon's achieved a lot in the game for Celtic. Oh, and I think he deserves But there's an issue there now. There's an no, issue just without now. doubt. But I think he does deserve the backing. I think he's earned the backing of Celtic support. And I don't think... Rumours going out there. Maybe guys do have inside sources that saying, oh, he's lost the dressing room. You know, when he doesn't care, he's trying to work his ticket. I don't think any of them are helping Celtic. That's just my opinion on it. But if you are the manager of Celtic Football Club, yeah, we get behind you. You're also going to be criticised. Yep. If you make a series of bad decisions or your team, despite you saying it's one defeat, it's a number of performances that we're focusing on rather than just one defeat. And it was the nature of that defeat on Saturday. It was gutless. Yeah. That was a gutless performance by Celtic on Saturday. Now, Rangers, whether or not they're capable of 
continuing that throughout a season, that's up for debate, well, and that's what do, we'll see. What, what was the question after the New Year's game last season? Well, they lost the momentum. Celtic turned around, but by the same manager, by the same manager, I, yeah. I, as much the same conversation as we're having just now, wasn't it? Well, well there'd been poor performances by Celtic. Think, did we think there was a deeper issue though? Well, there was poor performances by Celtic. I remember at the time people calling for Lenny to go. That's ridiculous losing to them. You know, Lawrence, and, and there's plenty of Celtic fans wanting Lenny to go after the Hearts Cup final when he got the job. I mean, yep. that's always going to happen, right? It's going to happen at a club like Celtic. Um, the last time I can remember any kind of harmony, like 100% harmony, was in the Invincible season when Rodgers came in in the blaze of glory and we were pumping Rangers 5-1 and we were winning Same everything. Club. Right. So when we were winning everything in our path, at which we still are, and I'll take your point, but I'm talking about the harmony and I'm talking about the fact that, um, you know, do we pull the rug from under our own feet? And and if so, that that really is something that's, you know, leg, it's negligible. I, I think the pressure's greater than Lenny, probably than it's been in any Celtic manager. Because it is 10 in a row. We're going for something that's unprecedented. Treble's fallen five in a row and 10 in a row. So I think everybody's feeling the pressure. And that'll be players included. Perhaps the players are missing it. The fans backing as well on the ground. You know, players do say, you know, that, that the crowd gives them, makes them go that, that bit extra. You know, you've got Zlatan disappointed the fans aren't going to be there. He wanted to experience that atmosphere. Let me just go back to Zlatan, actually. Um, he played there for Ajax, am I right? 20 minutes for Ajax? Uh, I can't remember him coming back did play for during his time at when, was Barca, that when, PSG. I was, was, was under Martin, yeah. When we were in over in Amsterdam. Yeah, he was part of the, an Ajax team. But, you know, it, yeah, it would have been great. I would have loved to have seen him. Um, Zlatan, obviously a huge icon of the world game, playing at Celtic Park. Fantastic. But we're in a situation at the moment, we'll be watching that. Uh, live on the TV and uh, we will be covering the game obviously as we always do with a Celtic state of mind I hope and um, you know like all Celtic fans that were able to turn this round I mean we would like a performance I think that was what Tony was saying yesterday we would like a performance Um, a result would be tremendous as well and you know we've done it in big games against Italian opposition last season can we do it again you know I just think we're in a different place at the moment Was Lenny the first manager to win away in Italy? That was last manager. season, though. No, I'm just asking, was he? Yeah, but it was last season. Yeah, no, I understand. Where it was last season. Now. I, 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 everything prior to today was in the past, yeah. No, absolutely, but we can't just continually say it's okay, you know, in Laney we trust, keep the faith. This is a, a big topic that we spoke about yep. yesterday. There's an issue. There's an issue at this moment in time. It seeped into the performances all season. I think Laney's had issues before and he's turned it around before. Well, uh, other managers have had issues before and not turned them round. Other ma- other managers have also had issues and turned them round. But there's Mowbray had issues, couldn't turn it round. Daly had issues, couldn't turn it round. So some managers can turn issues round. And Lenny's shown it in the past, he's had issues in being able to turn it round. Great point. I'm going to pick up on that point. Um, Daly and Mowbray couldn't turn it round because they lost the dressing room. My fear is we're going the same way. That's my fear. If you get a collection of four, five, six players that's an influence in that dressing room yep. on that training pitch. An influence that couldn't even be broken by senior pros. Let's be honest, it's modern football now, Lawrence. And if somebody's making X amount of money and they want to go somewhere to double, treble or quadruple their wages, it doesn't matter to them if Scott Brown tells them, this is how you behave. So that for me, the big issue is, yeah, Mowbray and Dyla left. That's because the players, famously in Dyla's case, 
lost faith in them. Is that yeah. happening here? Well, I don't see it from Ayers' performances. I don't see it from Christie's performances. And those are two of the players that run to one away. I don't see that either those have down tools. I think those guys try their heart out every game. So oh, I'm, a, I'm a big champion of both players. Have been all season. You know, have been all season, particularly Christie. Sometimes I, I can't understand the flack that he gets. He's the type of player that we needed on Saturday. Definitely. You know, I can understand Christie to an extent. You know, you're going, oh, why just shoot Ryan? It's frustration, isn't it? But, you know, a lot of those shots end up getting in. He does take the high risk. But that's what Lenny wants from the players. He wants them to risk it. He wants them to take the shot. He wants them to make the difficult who, who passes. Who took a risk on Saturday? Tell me one occasion where somebody took a risk on Saturday. Well, we didn't have players willing to take the risk, did we? Was it, was it pressure too much? Or going forward, a five main attacking threats went on the park or weren't fit two of them come on and they were unfit Griff had a chance you know playing on the shoulder done what Griff did maybe who else had a, a chance Moy jeez why is he not hitting the target square El Yunus is an attacking threat as well though as is Frimpong as is or should be Callum McGregor you've seen the goals he scored in his career he should be an attacking threat and where do we utilise though Callum I think he sits a bit deep for us just now in the team, doesn't he? Is he is sitting deep, and that was one of the issues on Saturday. And, yeah. and of course, Klamala's a centre-forward, so he needs to be an attacking threat. So we, although we might have been missing five, we still had attacking threats on the field, So, and a few on the bench. Yep. And that goes back to my, my issue with not making the changes. Now, we've been speaking for about 55 minutes, Lawrence, so <laughs> let's go back to, to some of the, the people tuning in. Thank you for tuning in on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, Michael Lee... You're tuning in on YouTube. Paul, uh, really good management is not being too loyal to your players who are not playing good by not substituting them. Lenny makes his substitutions far too late. It's a criticism that we have had many times with Neil Lennon. Um, I think this season after the, the game against Ferenc Varos, we'd line up against Motherwell the exact same way, only when the change is made at half-time, and that's unusual for Lenny. Uh, do things change? I would agree with Michael. I, I, I've said that. I think you know it's one of Lenny's faults. He's too loyal to players at times. Maybe he needs to get back to Ferguson about him. Think of the players Fergie cut at Man U to stay successful. Keane cut, Stam cut, Beckham cut. You, you know, and I, perhaps Lenny needs to be more ruthless. Maybe Fergie could be so ruthless because he'd uh, better at his disposal, I don't know. But I, I think that is one of Lenny's faults. He's too loyal to, to players. One thing about Ferguson, um, using him as a as a, an example is if he fell out a player, if a player didn't want to play for him, he didn't. He was gone. He was gone. And it was, you know, there's three, Keane, Beckham, Stam. And I th- think... Fergie in his book, it's only Stammy regrets, isn't it? Yeah, many more, many more would have uh, gone the same way. Um, my man's a 67, I would play 4-3-3 with Frimpong, Duffy, Ayer, Taylor, Brown, Calmack, Turnbull, Christie, Moy and Ayeti. Um, I think Turnbull deserves, I've got to say, I think Turnbull deserves a start uh, on Thursday night. It's where you get him in on the team, isn't it? What formation you play? Turnbull's definitely industrious. He's looked good when we've seen him. He looked good with Motherwell. Do we throw him in against AC Milan? Maybe, you know, if you, you go 4 3 3. I, I, I think the, the reason I'm, I was saying 4 4 2 and having Laxalt and Frimpong on the left and the right midfield is I, th- I think we're going to need to be extremely strong defensively. So I think Taylor behind Diego and Aya behind Frimpong. That'd be my team. I don't think it'll be Lenny's though. <laughs> you know, it's. That's what I would do. I would keep Welsh and Duffy in the centre. 
Well, you know, the, the big thing about Welsh is, uh, and I did say this after the game, I actually did think he performed really well. He performed well under the circumstances. I think you've seen, everybody's seen the image of him sitting in the stand, absolutely gutted at the fact that you know, the team were so dismal in their performance. It would be a shame to drop him on for, Thursday night. If we're playing St Mern next, he wouldn't be dropped, would he? He'd have done enough to retain his place. Mm-hmm. So, do we change it because it's AC? Maybe. But certainly in my team, he would keep his position. Yeah. I don't know if, if Lenny's going to do the same. He's got to understand. He, he, he'll know Welsh better than us, what he can expect from him. He also know who's closer to fitness and, you know, what's the story with Hamid and Beaton? How close are they? Good point from Adam Harley, by the way. Ronnie Dyla didn't pick his backroom team. He picked some of them, obviously, with the, the science, yeah. etc. But obviously, Collins... Um, wasn't chosen by Ronnie Dyler, so that that's a good point, Adam. Um, so, and that was a manager that didn't really work out for. Well, it didn't work out in respect to the fact that um, he had a three-year contract. And he was here for two, but he kept the nine in a row going, didn't he? I well, mean, he won no, the two definitely. weeks. I liked Ronnie developed players, uh, gave them the chance, but that was a manager that dressing room turned on, and, and it's part of that knowing that he wasn't trusted to pick his own backroom staff. I don't know. The, the big thing about uh, the the players turning on him, obviously, you know, John Collins has spoken about this 24-hour athlete. He spoke about it fairly recently and how he'll never manage in Scotland again because there's a culture within the game. Ronnie Dyla spoke about it um, and the players didn't buy into it. And it was senior pros that didn't buy into it. Dyla worked very, very well with younger players such as McGregor and Tierney. Yep. You know, he but, did work well with the younger players. But did Neil and Malkin not talk about getting players fit? Did, uh, oh, did, yeah. did the Lions not say that was something that was about Lisbon? They reckon they he was they, the fittest they, guy and uh, the fittest team in Europe. They, they could have played a, another 90 minutes and the Italians that are used to heat were that dying on their feet because Malt got them fit. Mm-hmm. So oh, oh, I don't think it's a new phenomenon that players should be at peak fitness. It's it's down to an individual. I mean, players have got to take responsibility you know, for what they can affect and they can definitely affect their own fitness. And, you know, if, if players go out there and goes, oh, I don't want to be a 24 hour athlete, I don't want to be as fit as I can be, that's his decision. You know, as, as much as they'll he, be showing trained, up for it, though, they'll be showing yeah. up eventually for it. You know? No, they'll be showing up for it, but that's that player's decision. As much as you want to, the manager to try and persuade him, persuade him, you know, it's like the revolution will not be televised. It happens in the player's head. It's, I like that. It, you know, it's whether it's the decision in the player's head to go, I'm going to. It's a it's a revolution from within yep. um, to make the changes. But again, what you did see with Dial is a lot of the younger players launched but bought, bought into it. Well, look at Tierney. And look where they are. Look at McGregor. Aya. Aya. Yeah, Christie. Yeah. They've done it. Every one of them has gone on to better things. Oh, look at Johansson when he brought him in. He was a revelation for his fitness here. I know we went down to film and he's been injured and that. But certainly, he'd done it for Ronnie before he came here and then... Stephen Janssen was brilliant when he came over, wasn't he? Van Dyke picked him out but, as being yeah. the best player at Celtic. Uh, Robert Ingram, we're talking about the team for Thursday night. Brown out, McGregor in his position, Turnbull in. This game could be a reason for his large number of um, debuts against Rangers. Big game experience where we can afford to drop three in the league. Um, well, it could, could, could be a shout. I mean, Brown's got a lot of experience, but well, we have the legs to do the running that we're going to need to do against AC Milan, and I would say Aberdeen's the more important game to have Brown in for. I think Lenny will play it safe on that one, and he'll play the captain against uh, Milan. Listen, uh, dropping Scott Brown's a, 
or, or resting or whatever way you want to put it is going to be a, a huge decision for, for Lenny and for Brown for whenever that happens. We've got two huge games now. We've got to win the Aberdeen game. We know that's must win in the league. Would you order, say the Aberdeen game is more important than the Milan game? No, what I would say is I'm looking at two of them because in order to win the Aberdeen game, you need a performance against Milan. If you go out there and it's another abject display as we've seen on Saturday, you're going to struggle against Aberdeen. Oh, we need to yeah. pick ourselves up now to win the game against Aberdeen. Yep. And whether that's... Would Turnbull and McGregor be able to have the industry in the, the centre midfield? And Chris Dane as display? well. Listen, Lawrence... It's always great to go toe-to-toe with you uh, for a wee fencing match. Yep. Fantastic to have you in the, in the studio, as always. And uh, obviously, we will see you again next week. But thank you, everybody, for getting involved via Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, but all that's left for me to say, Lawrence, is thank you again for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Thanks for having me. Got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company go to iHeartResults.com for more sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.